What is up, everybody? We are back again. It is a Wednesday for us today. We are recording this at my house, where we hosted the dog party. We were able to, last time we were here, we were able to see a really, really awesome win. Um, but, yeah, so, hopefully that trend continues for my dogs. Um, as far as, you know, who we are, this is the fan section. That's Tyson, I'm Alan. Um, we're just two dudes uh, talking college, dropping knowledge um, from section 100 to section 300, from the bleachers to the suites. want to let you know that we have a Twitter handle called The Fan Section if you want to get in that mailbag, thefansection1 at gmail.com. So having said our little intro, what you have some injury news, I think. I, yeah, yep, I got some updates. Well, so first of all, uh, just kind of hot across the wire here. Uh, UConn, a team we've talked about being completely abysmal, and they obviously made the decision not to play football last year. The American Conference kicked them out of their conference. Mm. Well, their head coach, Randy Edsel, has announced his retirement. It was initially going to be at the end of the season. Now it might be immediate mm. after they lost 38-28 oh, to wow. FCS Holy Cross. Wow. They are a bad, bad program. And, and it's hard to believe that while Randy Edsel was there, they won three bowl games. Like, they, their fall from grace has really been unbelievable. But, uh, but yeah, you mentioned the injury news. Just dive into that. Uh, Iowa State, first team, all Big 12 mm-hmm. um, tight end. Um, Charlie Kohler is probable for Saturday mm-hmm. in their game against Iowa with a lower body injury. Liberty's running back Joshua Mack, questionable for Saturday at Troy with a shoulder injury. Uh, a lot of people were talking about Michigan. Wide receiver Ronnie Bell. Unfortunately, out for the mm. season with that knee injury. He was really off to a hot start. That's going to hurt for Michigan. Minnesota, same situation. Muhammad uh, Ibrahim had 163 yards, two touchdowns yeah. against Ohio State. Yeah. Out for the season with a leg injury. Oh, man, that's that's terrible because he was dominating he that was. game. He was. He, oh, now, sucks. but <clears throat> lucky for Minnesota. Wide receiver Chris Ottman-Bell, who did not play in the first game, is probable getting over a leg injury for uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders, still out with an illness, did not play week one. Mm-hmm. Illingworth played okay in his replacement, 315 yards and a touchdown, uh, but also an interception in their win over Missouri State. Mm-hmm. And then the big news everyone's been talking about, Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon. It looked bad. He had a walking boot on during the game. He is questionable for Saturday against Ohio State with that leg injury. Mm. It doesn't sound like it's uh, that bad. So questionable for Saturday. He should be back. Maybe not for that game, but for the rest of the season. Man, that sucks. So, um, real quick, another tidbit that just came across uh, that we heard about. George Pickens, uh, the the receiver from... Georgia, towards ACL, and I think it was spring practice uh, last year, has been running, working out, doing a lot of different route running trees, so potentially a return. Kirby Smart didn't say, he said we'll see, uh, and we don't know yet as far as the actual date, but he is slated to come back this season at some point. Awesome. Which will be amazing for awesome. him. So that's good news for my dogs, especially after their lack of offensive performance last week. So anyway... Real quick, moving forward, though, um, this is the week where we get right into it, man. So we picked, we had a side bet going. We had our amazing, I guess it was amazing because I won. I'm really happy about it, so I'm really hyped about it. What should we call it? The Power Five? The Super Power Five. The Power Five Pick'em? Power Five Pick'em. Power Five Pick'em. There we go. Settled. Right there, live on air. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, so the Power Five Pick'em was... 
It's where each of us, each week, get to pick. We pick five total games. One of us picks three. The other one picks two. I, I started off first. I was able to pick three teams. And as we cover the, the games we're going to talk about, we say, do you want this game? If not, there's a really cool sound effect. If we do want it. Um, but, like I said, I ended up winning. It was actually pretty close. A lot closer than I thought <laughs> it was going to be. Um, settled at, uh, you know, settled uh, in a game that was really... Thought to be a toss-up. Absolutely. But, um, yes, yes, it was. Yeah, you got that. I, I got the Boise one on you. You had yeah. picked Boise, yeah. and then what was the second so, one? So Boise State lost to UCF, so you had that one. And then Indiana-Iowa, and I had – that uh, was me, right? You had yeah, Iowa. I, had Iowa. I obviously yeah. lost and that one. Wisconsin-Penn State, and then – You got I, Penn State. I, I picked – yeah, I picked Penn State to win that one. And then you uh, – so that was my second one, and then I picked Texas to win – and then you had the Army um, Georgia State game. The Army Georgia State. And man, we were both high on Georgia State, but they laid an <laughs> oh egg. Oh my god, yeah. Is that, Yikes. Look, there's still hope for them to have a good year, right? It's still Army a year. looks good though. Army does. That commander in chief trophy Army might does. might be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Um so as far as what we're gonna what we're gonna do now is we're gonna move on to this upcoming week, right? And uh, yep. do you wanna kick it off with teams that you're really excited for? Um, we have a list here of like you know the potential teams, the over unders. In the in the in the, in the past, um, we dove into players right on our conference outlooks and our, all their mm-hmm. stats. All that's out the window, kind yeah. of as far as stat wise goes. So what we're gonna do is just for so for those of you that are like dying to hear our picks and you know the games that are coming up, we're not gonna dive into necessarily the 100 percent of their stats. Right, we're right. just gonna say okay, this is what they did so far. These are a couple players to keep an eye on, and then this is the over under, and then if we want that game. We're going to pick it. So, having said that, I think we should start off with uh, a couple games that I've actually highlighted. So, the upcoming games on September 11th. Um, as, some of the, as, as all of you know, um, September 11th is actually a very dismal day for us. But hopefully, you know, some college football will give us a sense of normalcy back, um, you know, on that, on that horrible anniversary that we do celebrate. Texas A&M versus Colorado. That's right. It's the very first game that I wanted to talk about. Your buffs are taking on A&M. AM, we highlighted la- uh, at the beginning of this week as a top four team to us. Mm-hmm. This is a tough, tough task for a freshman quarterback. Like, good luck. Yeah, 1 30 uh, Mountain Standard Time on Fox. It's going to be down in Denver at the Broncos Stadium. It's really a battle of two unimpressive quarterbacks, Haynes <laughs> King and Brendan Lewis. Oh, man. Um, they're similar style teams uh, where it's, it's power rushing mm-hmm. and then solid defense. Both of these teams only gave up one touchdown yeah. last yeah. week yeah. Uh, and had roughly 300 yards rushing. Mm. I am going to pick, you know, I'm not going to pick this game for our oh, okay. power five. Yeah, but, I was going to say, whoa, are you doing the buffs? <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. I, I've been telling people if Colorado can stay within 14, I think that that would be uh, a win and it would bode well yeah. moving forward. And the real test for Colorado is next week with Minnesota. If they can beat Minnesota, I think they've got a shot to do some things in the Pac-12. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but. Um, yeah, so you kind of hinted at it. Uh, I said it earlier. Uh, freshman quarterback Brandon Lewis going up against a very, very solid Texas A&M team. Um, potential for an upset? No, not likely. I, I don't see it. Uh, it. I think it is really cool, though, to give. I really like it when these colleges do neutral site games at big NFL stadiums. So I think that will be really cool um, for a lot of those players. Um, a lot of those players to actually get 
uh, a sense of, you know, this is where they could potentially play in, you know, a couple years. Over and yeah, and I think that, like, I mean, right now, Texas A&M is favored at 17. Yep. You know, that's what the line is sitting at. I don't think that's, a, you know, kind of a, a stretch based on, I mean, maybe a little bit of Haynes King doesn't really do what he's supposed to do, but A&M should. Nate Lamon, you know, you're not going to be able to run the ball very well when Lamon's on the field. You know what I mean? I think so, um, unless they're on the field a lot more than they should be. So yeah. I think I think it kind of plays into CU's favor a little bit. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take the over on that for sure. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but it could I, be. I a, hope it, you're right. It could be a potentially if AM wants to be recognized as top four team, they need to make it 17. They do. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to like say that against your buffs or anything. I'm just no, saying I that I think AM, if they want to make a statement, this is definitely the team to do it because their schedule only gets harder from here. Um, but don't take Colorado lightly in their run game for sure. Colorado, in their week one beatdown of Northern Colorado, 35 7, mm-hmm. they had 12 penalties for 118 yards. Oof. You cannot do that against the Texas yeah, AM team. Absolutely, absolutely. But so the next game then we've got highlighted is Illinois at Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I, that's 9 a.m. on the ACC network. I find that one kind of very interesting. Illinois up and down, right? They had the big win against Nebraska. Yeah. And then they come back this past week and lost to my roadrunners of Texas San Antonio. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Virginia performed really well last week, 43 to nothing over William and Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've got a real balanced running game. Nothing too impressive that's going to really wow you. They just do... They just they just do the job really well and don't yeah. make a ton of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, you hit it on the head as far as um you know the what my biggest question is who is Illinois? You know what I mean coming to this game. Mm-hmm. You had that you know that they were able to beat Nebraska. You know what I mean like a, a team that I thought was going to roll them, and then you come in last week and you lose. So it's like all right, uh, yeah, who are you? Um, the line there right now is is uh, I think it's Virginia by ten. Yep. So and it, maybe it has moved. I, it might. I don't think it will. Um, I don't think that's too far of a stretch. I, I just think that if 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 the Illinois Nebraska comes in, then Virginia loses by ten. If the Virginia, you know, takes advantage of a kind of a unknown Illinois team, they should absolutely roll them by ten. So it, it'll go either way. Yeah, well, I mean, Illinois has got their backup quarterback in there. Yeah. I mean, remember Brandon Peters went out early against mm-hmm. Nebraska, and this kid Sikowski has played very, very well. Absolutely, in both games, Absolutely. and so that'll be interesting. But time of possession is both is big for both teams, yeah. so it'll be an interesting uh, game to watch. Absolutely. But the next one, you I know have your eye on. I do, and it's only because Kayvon Thibodeau got hurt, and you wonder his is he going to? He's he was in a walking boot most of the week. Um, he's not slated as out for the year or anything like that, so Oregon fans, you don't have to hold your breath. But this is Ohio State coming in, and it's Pac-12 versus Big Ten, right? It's if you a this big, is huge big game for the Pac-12. This is, this is a big game for Big Ten too, because if Oregon beats you, then you there goes your hope of being in the playoff this year, like because Ohio State, unless Iowa. unless Iowa or Penn State. Maybe, but Ohio State's your darling, right? Yeah, like, uh-huh. you know, the last few years, they're favored by 14. Um, I think that C.J. Stroud, has, like I said, his throwing motion really confuses me. It just doesn't look good. Um, he did come on late last week, but it, Justin Flo with his 14 tackles, C.J. Verdal with his 74 yards and his TD, he definitely underperformed. I think he's wanting something to prove. Ohio State has been susceptible to the run, as we saw. Um, I just think that this is... You know, this isn't a tune-up game. This is a big boy game. 
both teams were to strap it up. And if Kayvon's able to go, is he going to be 100%? Is he not? That's the biggest question for me. Yeah, well, and he's, uh, what was it, questionable, I said earlier. So it'll be interesting whether he goes. Yeah. I've heard some talk about this line moving. Uh, and people are crediting it to Thibodeau's injury mm-hmm. that it that it was at fourteen and then it's ballooned up to like sixteen and a half mm-hmm. since then. Well, I, I you know I agree with you on C.J. Stroud. He was only fifty nine percent in the game against Minnesota. Also, Minnesota, also Ohio State's defense did not really wow me. Yeah, I mean Minnesota on third downs was eight for fourteen and one of one on fourth down. Yeah, they had four hundred eight total yards on that Ohio State defense. That's not super impressive. It's terrible. They did find a new weapon in the freshman running back, Mayan Williams. You know, everybody was looking for Master Teague to to put his name on the game. With but the really greatest was, name ever. <laughs> it was this kid, no, Mayan Williams. Uh, I, I don't have a ton of faith in Anthony Brown as a quarterback of Oregon, at least not after watching that game against Fresno State. Yeah. I, I think 14.5 might even be low. I'm, these are two teams that I think are very good. Mm-hmm. Ohio State is considerably better, yeah. but I don't think – Either of these teams are in the class of the top four yeah. that we've talked about. No, 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 no. I, I don't think – I mean, I had Ohio State as four just based on uh, their performance and just the, them being Ohio mm-hmm. State. But that was kind of before I took a little bit deeper dive of Iowa. I would change that right now. I'd have Iowa number four. Well, and I think I think you're right. The Thibodeau injury, that totally changed Oregon's defense. Yeah. And, and you know, Fresno State had the ball late with a chance to potentially win this game mm-hmm. against Oregon. They did. So. They did. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. If you want this game, man, uh, you know, that's kind of a toss-up for me either way. I don't know, but you got first pick, so let me know when you're ready. Yep, no, I'm going to pick the next game, though. Oh, All right, this next game, Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, right, Pittsburgh, the line is Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Mm. Um, This is at 10 a.m. on ESPN. Pitt looked very good in their dismantling of UMass. Uh, both of these teams played bad teams. We won. <laughs> yeah, Bowling Green. I meant to mention to you, though, I think the combo of Joe Milton, the transfer from Michigan, and Small and Evans in the backfield, they have a really good running game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tennessee is better, but but I think Kenny Pickett uh, is, is solid. Their running back by committee has been impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be rethinking this in real time. Hold on a second. Oh, is he going to go back on it? Is he going to pick Tennessee? Okay, yep, no. yep. I'm calling it. I'm picking Tennessee in, oh, in this man. game. Oh, good. I don't have to root for the big orange. Thank All right. God. All right. So you got Tennessee. Uh, Pitt is favored by three and a half. So I have Pitt, which you just talked him up. Uh, are you sure you don't want to change your mind? Because if not, I will lock it in right now. No, go ahead and lock it in. I'll, right. t- I'll tell you one, one more thing here that sort of changed my mind. Situational defense for Tennessee. Mm. They held Bowling Green 2 of 14 on third down, 0, and 0 of 2 on fourth down. So they, they, weren't, they weren't Georgia on defense. But <laughs> when they had to, they really stepped up. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like the grouping in the backfield. Uh, yeah, lock me in on Tennessee. Is Pittsburgh better than Bowling Green? Yes, Pittsburgh's definitely better than Bowling Green. All right. Well, then Tennessee's got their hands full. That's all I'm going to say about that one. (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on next sheet, we have here uh, Ball State, Penn State. We've highlighted Penn State by 22. Ooh, God. (laughs) That's That's a high line. That's a very big line, dude. What did they score? 16 points last week. Is Ball State – look, I get it. 
you know, it's. I think it's just like Ball State could be considered, considered an FCS school. You know what I mean? But I think they're really good. I still think they're a solid team. I'm not taking this game. I, I want to. There's a couple more that I have my eye on that I'm going to take for sure. Um, but as far as I think that's just really disrespectful. Like, don't put 22. You know what I mean? Oh man, I just I'm not okay with that line. I mean, maybe I don't think Penn State's that good. You know, that's yeah. the only reason why I just don't think it's okay. Yeah, the like, question is if they have the offense to get. Yeah, 30 points or whatever they would need. I mean, John Dotson looked good late. Mm-hmm. Penn State's defense is good. You know, P.J. Mustafer, the, the tackle, is getting into the backfield. Yeah. But Ball State, so I think people are looking at that Western Illinois game last week with Ball State, and they're like 31-21. Mm-hmm. That's not super impressive. That's how Ball State plays games. They of their, I think they played eight games last year, Yeah, and like six of them were within 10 points. Right. And they won six all six of them. You know, so they they play that very much that style again. I don't think Penn State will win. No, I, mean, no, I don't think they'll lose. Ball State, I don't think Ball yeah. State will win. I just but think twenty-two is a high. I think it'll be a little closer than twenty-two. Yeah, it's, it's uh, your turn to pick if you want to pick this one. No, man, I, I actually have one that we we haven't really. I don't think I don't see it on our list here. Okay, um, it is uh, Wyoming and Northern Illinois, and okay. I am going to pick. Oh, uh, on this game. So based on that. <laughs> <laughs> I am picking Northern Illinois. I think Whoa, yeah, really? I'm picking Northern Illinois to win this game. Based on their yeah, you guys see you doing a little fist pump. Uh they they beat Georgia Tech last week. Um twenty two to twenty one. It was a little bit closer than I think some people would like. Uh but if Northern Illinois I think is for real, uh Josh Yates, uh, uh who was kinda he's the he was Georgia Tech's quarterback. Um, but he didn't have a very good game. They only threw 18 yards, and they knew new style of offense. But Lombardi, the kid, was with 11 of 17 for 136 yards, two TDs. Um, and then you had Whaley, who was able to go off for 144 games, or 144 yards and one TD in that game. I don't see them not being able to kind of repeat the same success. They were really balanced. Wyoming, I don't think, has the defense to really, really keep that balance, uh, you know, keep their offense on their heels at all. They have some big boys up front that I really liked how they played too. Uh, I just see Georgia, a lot of similarities in Georgia Tech and Wyoming as far as like their defensive things, and I think that the Northern Illinois offense is able to jump on that all over. So yeah, I told you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay taking Wyoming in that game, but <laughs> I told you I was a little bit underwhelmed yeah. with Wyoming. I mean, Sean Chambers played pretty pedestrian. Yeah, 196 yards, one tackle or one touchdown, one interception. Yeah. And our guy, the guy I really was looking forward to watching play, and we may go watch a game later this year, yeah. is uh, Xavier Valade. Mm-hmm. You remember? Yeah. And he only had 77 yards and mm-hmm. a touchdown. I mean, the offense as a whole was really pretty pedestrian, and that's a little bit concerning to me. Yeah. Uh, but Chad Momo, 11 tackles and a sack, uh, and a fumble recovery. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good line uh, in their. Winning against Montana State, but they they only beat Montana State nineteen to sixteen. Yeah. So I think that that it will be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, I I'm still happy with my pick of Wyoming, uh, but not super uh, happy about it. But so then we roll into a game that I find to be very interesting, actually, and it's a team you were really high on when we did our conference uh, uh, run-throughs earlier. But you got Buffalo at Nebraska. Buffalo fresh off of beating Wagner sixty nine to seven. That's on one thirty at one thirty p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Um, the kid Kyle Van Trees 
played well for yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, he did. He did. And they, they have three solid running backs in Cook, Jr., Marks Jr., and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, 312 total yards rushing. I, I I think that could be a lot closer. Marquis Step has not been the addition that Nebraska was looking for, mm-hmm. and Martinez is still figuring out what he needs to be doing at quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He didn't look like he had a clue really how to play football. You know what I mean? That that first week. So, um, Buffalo is you know solid on defense too. I think that they're very similar to how Illinois. You know, they're very gap sound defense. Um, but I think it'll end up being Van Trees, who was, you know, just under 80%, 231 yards and one TD. Um, and they're pretty much three, you know, they're three-headed monster in the backfield that they have there for him. But their defense, um, 97 total yards? What? Yeah. Like, that's insane. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, despite the fact that my guy Cam Taylor-Britt had another fumble that he lost this week, um, Nebraska only had two penalties for 10 yards. They played much better defense uh, in their win over Fordham, 52-7. to I think that they got the message they needed against Illinois. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and book this one. Oh, ho, ho, ho. he is. And oh, I'm going to take Nebraska. The line is 13 and a half. I'm going to take Nebraska. You got Buffalo. Oh, man. Okay, well, you know what? I actually felt pretty confident about that. That's going to be um, a fun game. Yeah, I, I feel pretty solid about it. I don't that think game. people realize Buffalo's pretty good. I'm banking it on Nebraska being Nebraska and showing up like they did against Illinois and, and getting wrecked. So I'll take that all day, actually. And then moving on next, we have Air Force at Navy, and I love it when these amazing schools come together and play because it's like 10 to 13 or it's like mm-hmm. it's like uh, 10 to 7 is the final score, and it's just like every possession is like, you know, 20 minutes, which is awesome. Um, whoever makes the first mistake loses. Air Force is favored by six and a half. Navy took the loss last week to uh, the to Marshall, 49-7. So they got beat pretty bad. Um, it, one of the things where I, I'm not going to take this game. You can if you want. Marshall's good. Um, Marshall's very good. I think that Air Force is going to be an up-and-comer in the Mountain West eventually, sooner rather than later. They were, Based on their momentum that they did last year against CU, and they were able to be, go to toe with some of those big-time programs, they should definitely crush Navy for sure. Um, it's just, And I think the line is so low only because they only score like, you know, 15 points somehow you don't have 14 points well, when they take the lead they just run the clock exactly out. so it's like very very, they'll, they'll very have a game like this yeah you will see they these two teams will run about half as many plays as you saw run in the game the notre dame florida state game you know i mean they eat up the entire clock they run the ball and it, i mean it, it shortens the game absolutely, so absolutely. It's, it's kind of a very kind of nerdy style of but let me point one thing out to you that I think is fascinating about this game, okay? <laughs> Last week, Air Force's quarterback threw for 50 yards. Mm. Last week, Navy, two quarterbacks combined, threw for 53 yards. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like that's their whole entire thing. They're going to run the ball, that's man. That's their offensive I, production right there. I think, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not picking this either. Navy has a ton of issues that they need to work out. Right. But I and, I and I agree with you, too, about Air Force. I like Air Force. This game's 130 on CBS. Mm-hmm. They have a very kind of collective defense. There's no yeah. one big star, but Caleb Humphrey, the linebacker, seems to really be the leader. I like Air Force bigger than six and a half. Yeah, me too. I think I think it'll be by like, I mean, I, even the touchdown, so seven, I think is good. Um, 
And then moving on here, is it whose turn is it? Because that bases this uh, on it's every your turn. Is it my turn? Okay, well, I'm going to do what uh, I think you've really wanted to do this entire time. But I'm going <laughs> to take, take the fourth best team in the country. Uh-oh. By our standards, Iowa. I'm picking Iowa to just roll Iowa wow. State. Uh, this is a huge game, big robbery game. College game day. College Saturday. game day is going to be there. 2.30 p.m. on ABC this game is at. Iowa's favored by 4.5. I'm going to say Iowa beats them by a touchdown. Uh, just based, and this is all based on what I saw week one. And Iowa dominated week one. Um I don't think Brock Purdy gets it done. I don't think he's able to understand the type of defense that Iowa's going to bring. Uh, Sam Laporta, the tight end that they also have for Iowa, and Spencer Petras, or Petrus is going to continue to control the game like he did last week. Um, Tyler Goodson, they're going to get him going really early. And they're just team defense, man. That's, what, that's what's going to win the game. Really good balance and really good defense. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. I am kind of shocked. Iowa State is favored in this by four and a half. I mean, Iowa State only beat Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa mm-hmm. sixteen to ten last week, and you know I thought I was very impressed with Iowa. Yeah. Uh, their team defense converging on ball carriers, breaking up passing lanes. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa has a phenomenal defense. Uh, but you know, and and I mentioned earlier, Charlie Kohler is probable. So mm-hmm. if they get their tight end back. Brock Purdy and Brees Hall were both very unimpressive week one. Um, the, the the senior wide receiver, Xavier Hutchison, he could be good. It'll be interesting to see. And, and your guy, Mike Rose and yes, Jake Hummel, funny. both had 11 tackles. They had a pretty good game yeah. last week. And I, I still am high on Mike Rose. I know you are. Yeah. I know you are. I think, <laughs> I think this is going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I really think I, – I agree with you. I think Iowa will win. But I've got Iowa State, so I'm going to be rocking the cycle, Heck baby. yeah, buddy. Uh, real quick, another game that I want to highlight um, that we, we didn't we didn't put on the list there. Uh, the primetime game will be Washington at Michigan. I think that'll be a really good game, too. Um, oh, it is. We did highlight it. Perfect. Cool. I just wanted to talk about it real quick. I think that, that that's if, – if Michigan loses this game, then Harbaugh's gone. Yeah, you think right yeah, now? Yeah, I think. Well, they won't fire in midseason, but this will be the one that, that this is the final nail in the coffin. Well, they need to win this game. Yeah, that's they, what I'm saying. I, Michigan looked good mm-hmm. uh, in their win against Western Michigan, but they lost Ronnie yeah. Bell. Kay McNamara looked okay. Not fantastic. I think they have uh, a real bright spot with mm-hmm. this kid, Blake Corum. Absolutely. Uh, so, I Washington looked terrible, mm-hmm. lost to Montana last week. Yeah. They're in disarray. That's I don't think they're a factor at all in the Pac-12. Yeah. I agree with you. I think Michigan should win this game. The line is Michigan by six and a half. Okay, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so that's just real quick. I don't want to get on that tangent. And then next is NC State, or Mississippi State. NC State's favored by two and a half. You can take this game if you want. It'll be the last one we pick. We actually, you have one more, so... I'm I'm excited to see who you're gonna pick, but um, NC State that's gonna be on ESPN two at five p.m. Um, Devin Leary coming in with sixty five percent completion rate on the season, twenty thirty two yards. Uh, Ricky Pearson had a really big week last week, on sixteen carries, one hundred five yards, and two TDs. Um, the off or the defense did give up one hundred sixty seven pass yards though, so that's something that you want to see them get. They really got to tighten that up, I think. And as far as um, you know, just. They have a lot of momentum. They beat UCF 45-0. I thought UCF was going to actually put up more of a fight. Mississippi State did beat uh, Louisiana Tech, but it was 
was really close. So I think that the line having favored NC State for this game is pretty right on, um, just based on last week and all. So yeah, I'm really high on NC State, and I will be taking this game. Oh my word! So you can go ahead and book this one. <laughs> This man. is number five. That, oh, that's our, that's our fifth game. That is our fucking final game. 5 p.m. on ESPN2. I was blown away by how uh, dominant NC State was in week one. Yeah. I, I know South Florida is down, but, man, 45 to nothing. That was a beatdown. Yeah. I love Mike Leach, but Mississippi State was exposed last year. Mm-hmm. That style of football does not fly in the SEC. Early in the fourth quarter, Mississippi State was down 20 points Jeez. to Louisiana Tech last week. Uh, they had five fumbles, 12 penalties for 96 yards, six total turnovers. That's a disaster. And I think NC State's not just going to win by two and a half. They're going to win by double digits. Oh, wow. Book that, baby. I got Book it. that, he says. Oh, man. Zonovan Knight. Look out. No Walker Mississippi list. State. Jesus. Yeah, there's. I mean, as far as what Mississippi State, like I kind of talked about earlier, getting lucky against Louisiana Tech. So, but I'm gonna root for him. I'm gonna cheer for him. And then uh, the next game we have up here is Missouri at Kentucky. I have talked in the last podcast about Kentucky's defense being a top five, uh, based on their stats, and they 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 have put up a really really good number the first week. They are favored by five this game. I these are the two teams that I have been highlighted to be kind of up and comers in the East. Um, that could potentially give Georgia or Florida that run for the you know run for the East, which is really good if you're the East mm-hmm. uh, because you have all these amazing teams in the West. Is it time? For, it's finally time for the East to kind of rise up sure. in the SEC for sure. Um, it's just unfortunate they play so early on in the season, and it being their first conference, you know, potential win for either team as well. Missouri was able to beat Central Michigan thirty-four to twenty-four. And then uh, Kentucky beat UL Monroe. And, that, I mean, obviously the numbers are going to be skewed, but Kentucky's defense is for real. Yeah. I think Connor Bazelak is going to be – I would take Kentucky for sure in this game. Um, I just – I don't believe in Connor Bazelak as much as I do as Will Levi. I think uh, – or Will Levis. I think Levis at 70% cliche rate with, you know, just, just under 400 yards and four TDs on the season. He's only going to, you know, pat the stats a little bit more. He might come out, he might come out, you know, with 800 yards after this Yeah, that's, after that's this an game. outstanding game. Yeah. 367, four touchdowns. Absolutely. I, I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. I, yeah. I, I think the defense is going to tell the story of this game. Yeah. Missouri, hey, love you, Missouri. Your defense gave up 475 yards to Central Michigan. Crazy. That ain't going to cut it. No. Sorry. And then on the flip side, uh, Kentucky, six sacks. They held Louisiana Monroe to 87 total yards in the game. Mm. So, I mean, you had three Kentucky turnovers. They got to clean that up. But the line is Kentucky minus five. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky wins by a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I think they're right. And then, so having covered that team, we're going to cover uh, Washington at Michigan. And then this, we don't have another another pick. Um, but we talked about Washington, we Michigan. Did. We did already talk about Washington, Michigan. Yeah. So, so real quick, just to highlight, I want to just reiterate this: if Michigan loses this game, Harbaugh will be fired by the season's end because you can't lose to Washington, who lost Montana yeah. week one. And then finally, Utah BYU. Uh, Utah's favored by seven. Utah beat Weber State forty to seventeen, and BYU BYU beat Arizona twenty four sixteen. This is a good test for BYU. I think this is a really good test for Utah as well. Uh, BYU has, you know, we've talked about them a little bit in the offseason. They were able to do that really special thing for all their walk-ons. I think they have a lot of emotion. They have a lot of family-oriented things. You, you hope that 
I don't think obviously it's not going to be enough to beat Utah, right? Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if BYU did beat Utah in this game. I think I, I just I, for some reason I just got it. I, I think it's going to be an upset in the sense of you know I think BYU has a very good team atmosphere and they have a very good culture in place. Um, you want to see the Jaron Hall, you know, really take the reins. If they are going to win, it's going to be because of Jaron Hall for sure. I mean, say what you want about Self Tyler, um, ninety four yards and one TD, but Journal has to get that tight end Isaac Rex going. Like, that's going to be moving the chains, keep possession, keep the defense off the field, get him rested for Utah's really powerful run game. That's going to help, and and, and, pl- and that'll be the reason why BYU, I think, beats Utah. Yeah, well, and uh, Neil Pau is is a weapon. Mm-hmm. He came on 126 yards, two touchdowns. I agree with you. Isaac Rex had 12 touchdowns receiving last year, led mm-hmm. the country. They can they had weren't able to get him going against Arizona. Yeah, and and like I mean I and I we talked about Devin Lloyd in depth too, but you can't be on the field the whole time. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. want Devin Lloyd to be the lead tackler. You want him to have fifteen tackles because that means he was on the field a lot. You know, like over thirty minutes, which mm-hmm. is I think the key for success on this game. Time of possession, BYU control it. You're gonna come away with a win. It is at BYU. At BYU, eight fifteen on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the line Utah by seven. I was not super impressed with Utah yeah. in week one, but I was really not impressed with BYU. Either Arizona's a lot better or BYU. You know, we talked about in a previous podcast, they're one of the teams that is replacing the most production in the country. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Jaron Hall was bad, yep. but I, I, I would go with Utah in this yeah, game. Absolutely, absolutely. And then as far as what is coming up, we talked about that, the games to watch. Uh, so real quick to highlight um, the, the our side bet. What is it called? What is it? Well, I forgot the name of it. Power five, power, power five pick em. Yeah, yeah. Power five pick em. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got. I gotta remember that. Put that to memory. So our power five pick em is Tyson has Nebraska, which means I root for Buffalo. I have Iowa. Tyson has Iowa State. I have Mississippi State. Tyson has NC State. Uh, I took Northern Illinois. He took Wyoming. And finally, we have uh, Pittsburgh, which is what, who I have, and he has Tennessee. So we'll see who's right. Tune in next weekend to find out. Go Joe Milton. (laughs) Go Dogs.